Hello and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the debut album from Lou Roy titled Pure Chaos, and it starts with a song called Valkyrie. aware of Leroy because Sarah Tudson of Illuminati Hotties co-produced this album and so I, I think I heard it in reference to her and at that point only Valkyrie and another song which we'll play later Uppercut were the two songs that were um, the singles that were released ahead of the album and I love them both so much that I had been waiting and waiting for this album to come out and then when it finally did I was very excited to hear it yeah this is an ex- an exciting collaboration because Leroy clearly has good songwriting and a fantastic voice, but those aren't necessarily enough to make a great record. And here Valkyrie runs that boundary of almost being too showy with the production. There's so much going on with these kind of spoken word bits. Uh, There's even some chirping bird samples. Mm -hmm. I think that we heard over that second verse, which is good because it's like, it's dripping with this sort of almost revenge like valkyrie come and avenge me mm-hmm. and yet you hear tripping birds and it's such a charming mix there and similarly that it starts off with this very very artificial sounding percussion and her lovely voice and then we get into these choruses this bass that is so impossibly low and that there's so many different sounds happening, and yet it feels really organic together. I'm really impressed. Yeah, I love the crisp, crisp percussion of what sounds like hand clap samples. Yeah, you get some hand claps, and then that great sax where it feels like it's kind of double-tracked into both ears. You get this nice stair separation, so it feels really expansive and a fantastic start to the record. But, in fact, a lot of these songs aren't super expansive, necessarily. Yeah, a lot of them are really short and sweet. And, you know, but I think this is a great way to start because yeah. a lot of the themes in this record are about kind of um, avenging your demons and coming to grips with the chaos in the world. And Lou Roy, which is not her given name, it's a combination of her parents' names, or parents' middle's names, sorry, um, had previously had kind of a disappointing experience in the music industry where she performed with a band called Huxley with two E's and that kind of went viral and got signed to a Sony imprint and they just didn't really 
I think they weren't treated that well by the label and she had bandmates that were not maybe super supportive. And so she's kind of making a fresh start and made this album with, again, Sarah Tudson, who's her friend. And most of the um, people who are performing on this record are friends of hers and people that she felt really comfortable with. And so I think this is a great way to start off the record with like, I'm coming back to like avenge everybody who screwed me over. Yeah. And so, yeah, we start big, start loud, start angry. And then I think it... Well, not uh, necessarily angry. Well, angry, but like, but like, but there's this kind of righteousness. Yeah. But then I think we come from here into sort of one of the shorter and maybe almost kind of funny, weird, introspective songs. It's called Scroll. has said that the title of this record pure chaos is inspired by las vegas because it's so anarchic and in some ways kind of pure and wonderful and in other ways just this horrible indictment of everything wrong with humanity and uh and this song i think is one of the places where that becomes kind of explicit where we actually end with this little slot machine uh sample Uh and sort of an appropriate like the kind of mental addiction around sort of on being super super online yeah and i love the way that this song starts out with the the kind of bend in the pitch that just makes it seem a little bit distorted the way that scrolling through your phone distorts your view of the world and also i i really like the way that it goes from like yeah i'm scrolling through my phone and i could be playing guitar and doing something else but then i'm still like scrolling like in my mind basically and it changes the way you look at the world yeah exactly and at the same time the there it's sort of double meaning because also it's like oh yeah i'm i'm singing this song about how all i'm doing is wasting time on the internet except by the very nature of me singing and recording this song i'm also actually doing the thing i wish i could be doing Mm -hmm. so i i like that there's that little duality to this track and it's very charming and what barely a minute and a half and so i really love that in a i feel like with like modern recording and digital release and there's no pressure to squeeze your songs into any time like a lot of these songs are really short the entire album 11 tracks well under 30 minutes and i appreciate the restraint yeah and we talked about the illuminati hotties record on this podcast i don't know probably a year or so ago all right And you really hear her touches because she's just got that sense of being very playful and 
just creative in the way that she produces. And there are so many little sonic Easter eggs to find throughout this whole record. And that just made it so much more rich and entertaining for me. Yeah, it's super cute, but I think it's it's good. We go back to more of the big, a little bit bombastic and a ton of fun tracks. And the other single you mentioned, Uppercut, we'll play that next. such a testament to collaboration that Lou Roy originally conceived of this song and brought it to Sarah Tudson with vocals and just a bass riff and Sarah Tudson is like oh well I'm gonna throw a bunch of drums on this and turn it into this just huge you know an uppercut of a song and that it is and I love her description like oh I never made a rock song before and now I have, and it's perfect. And it's, such a, it's such a great track and so joyful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the way, especially at the end of what we played there, where it really, the instrumentation drops out and it gets really kind of quiet and then the into the big soaring chorus. And it's very, really like brings you through this whole range of emotions. And I, I just, I, this is my favorite song on the record by far. Yeah, it is absolutely a crowd pleaser, but I love that it is not a everything's great song. It's a everything's kind of messed up and you have to find the joy in that world that is pure chaos as the title of the record is. That It's like, yeah, you've got your bandmates and they shred and you have your dog <laughs> who's adorable Yeah, and you know that the good times won't last and that eventually we all are ground into dust and if we're lucky, we're reincarnated as pawn scum and yet... <laughs> we're here now and yeah make the most of it so it is it is a mature embrace of joy and yeah a real a real just triumph yeah so the next song we'll play is called udid
this song is a good example of the really crisp production on this whole record where she's really close mic'd and you can hear her breaths in a lot of these songs and in, on this song in particular. And then the percussion is just really like clipped and crisp. And it's almost, it would, if it reminds me of like, um, you know, kind of the old Lady Tron albums where they were very synthy and very glossy, but this combines that with the really crisp, uh, the really crisp elements, but then with this, the warmth of her voice and the warmth of the kind of, you know, the sax when it comes in and the different elements. Yeah, I think she really, you know, the production here really balances, yeah, those synth elements. And I, I believe they have a credited drummer, Kyle Crane, but then also there's tons of stuff in interviews about like, oh, programming out the, the drum tracks mm-hmm. and doing just more drum machines. And so I think there's a mixture of percussion sounds that are both organic. And this is maybe a little more on the synthetic side, but then you get some, uh, like some of the tracks have those like a synth strings, but here you, I really think there's some actual real strings and there are credited strings by Ryan Reeson. And it gives such a heft and warmth to the tracks. (laughs) She said, uh, and this, you know, this song is such a kind of little snapshot of, you know, you know, I don't quite get my head around it, but it seems like, yes, there's like a little like relationship that's maybe not going that well, but mm-hmm. it's it's not like, it's not really a breakup song. It's not really a, like, oh, this sucks. It's just kind of a, uh, kind of that, you know, that, that title, like you don't, I don't dare. And it's, yeah, it's, and then punctuated with just these like little vignettes of like, oh, I'm sitting around the house getting high watching baseball or watching bad horror movies. Mm-hmm. And Sorry, there's not a bad horror movie. Well, some of the sequels get real bad. <laughs> We don't know which one she's watching, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it, yeah, it is, and it again, it's this is one that's like you know I t- I've talked about how some of the songs feel really big in a short length, and this song feels kind of small and intimate, even though it's I think the longest track on the album. Oh, so yeah, that's a good point. It's a this one, yeah, just I I like that it it doesn't cram a lot of ambition is, but it it has this just a real slip into it and enjoy kind of sound, which is not what how I would describe the next song we would play, which goes to. I think a much more kind of dark and intense place, but also fun. It's called Down Since 07. I've been down since 07. Down for whatever. I've been down since I met you. such a shift in tone and the way that it's got that super low bass and the pacing is just intentionally a little bit slow it makes me think of like a low song where by the band low you know where it's just like it's a like it feels a little strange because the beat is slower and more sludgy than you expect yeah, I think it manages to cram a lot of different ideas and feelings into a pretty brief runtime. And yeah, you know, clearly there's the upfront like desire 
there's also this real underlying sense of menace and danger and also for a song that's theoretically about like yay i'm into you it's like kind of a downer and feels really a little grim and I think I, I like how, you know, interviews with Leroy where she said like, oh, yeah, I, I just thought I would sing a song about how I was into someone I'd met 15 years ago. And my listeners said, hey, maybe this is about being kind of depressed and messed up for 15 years. And I guess it's that, too. <laughs> but at the same time, the, a lot, the production touches lift it up a little bit like there's this really tinkling kind of. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's like a synthy sound that sounds kind yeah. of like breaking glass yeah these I, yeah it wasn't quite how, sure how to do that and then in that chorus you get these like arpeggiator that then just keeps accelerating and accelerating yeah. over the course of that where it's just ramping up the emotion in a big way and the chorus is just the her voice is so soaring in these yeah I, again this is the perfect i i keep saying how well balanced as a talent and then collaborator you know, singer and producer. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, and this album kind of shows her range as well, because a lot of the songs have such a different tone, but they're all thematically like they all hang together. I think just there's the sound of her voice and the production is you, you recognize that it's all from the same record. It doesn't feel scattered, but at the same time hitting a lot of different feelings in these songs. Yeah, I think there's a lot of exploration of kind of small pictures of, you know, of relationship stuff and also big stuff of is, you know, finding hope in a chaotic world. And I think the album, I think, veers in that second direction as we come into the home stretch. There's a little more of that, like, you know, finding hope in, in a world that's trying to drag you down. And I think that's pretty explicit in this next track we'll talk, talk about. It's called Big Anvil. from a little bit of ambiguity in this track where it's is the big anvil holding her down in fact her having hope for the future or is it something else but whatever the case i love how sort of this the sound of this song replicates the content because it's this very simple snapshot of like oh i have this hope i'm feeling down oh i have my friends you know with me Mm -hmm. and that's giving me hope that i'll be able to achieve my dreams and then as the song kind of basically just repeats that same message in the second half but now with these amazing backing vocals coming in and you get this call and response and the song becomes something that was previously a ton of percussion and the one voice becomes now 
a ton of percussion and a chorus and working together it becomes again just like this little sketch becomes something really big and it has more of an impact than it seems like it should because of that the synergy of all of these voices working together yeah she said this song is really just like a celebration of friendship and that all of the percussion i mean a it's her friends doing the backing vocals there but then also people just doing all these random things to get the percussion and she said none of it is looped it's just you know played through but there's someone jumping on plywood and then someone like you know just knocking some wood together and just a, a a lot of different elements brought together and it's so simple and fun yeah it sounds like there's i mean if there's for it seems like a real drum that just a kick drum laying well, yeah, it down yeah, but, but I mean, then addition, everything but everything else all of the jangling and just so many different you can just imagine so many different things being shaken and hit in various and it's it must have been really a, an interesting scene to see this recorded for sure yeah, it's it's such a simple song too, and the only credits are for vocals and and percussion, which I th I didn't hear any other instrumentation on there, um, and so it's just so stripped down, but at the same time feeling really complex and layered. And I we played almost the whole song; it's only like a minute and a half long. Yeah, exactly. I think these do, doing a lot in a short amount of time is what this record is about. And we go from that to one of the most lush and. I mean, you said it had almost a big band sound. Yeah, it's 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 huge, and yeah, it's very much a standalone. Yeah, it's a very classic sound that is. It, I feel like a lot of these feel very timeless, or in a lot, and I think a lot of these songs feel very eighties. Mm -hmm. And this is not that. I don't think they feel. There's like some. I feel like, I feel like there's some eighties synth sounds in some of, in some of the songs. I feel like it's a very modern sounding record, and I look at. You know, like that Illuminati Hotties record, Remy Wolf, who we talked about a little while back, Super Organism, who we just talked about, where they're taking just a lot of different elements and nothing is kind of, there's no genre that you can really plug it into. And it's very collagey sounding. And mm -hmm. I think, I don't think it sounds 80, 80s at all. I okay, think it maybe, sounds Okay, maybe those sound. always jump out at me because I have a certain self-consciousness of having, you know, grown up in the 80s. I'm the... <laughs> Gen Xer, yay! Anyway, <laughs> so the next song we'll play is called Dream. It's the penultimate track. I wanted to stay so bad. One minute more. Pink presents and Dream! 
I read a lot of interviews with Lou Roy where she talks about how her voice was kind of her primary instrument and she started out singing even as a little kid. She really liked singing. She'd sing along to Disney musicals and <laughs> people have told her she should be on The Voice. Like she clearly has a really great voice, but I don't think it's used to its full potential on most of the album. Like that's not a criticism. She just doesn't, it's, it's not the style of music she makes. Whereas on this track, you really hear her let loose and you really experience the power of her voice. Yeah, I think that it, a lot of these songs are, you know, as I've kind of described them as being pretty compact and with her voice often, yeah, not as prominent as it could be and often really processed because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, crazy echo not like an autotune but a lot of stuff that makes it sound kind of artificial to varying degrees well and, and the i think the close mic style kind of can mm-hmm. make it feel a little bit artificial yeah which is and, and here it does feel like it does not feel pro sound it doesn't sound processed at all and all of the instrumentation here and i know i think i i described this as being kind of like a jazz standard but it is also kind of like a big country ballad except that with those strings and the lushness of that kind of of the orchestration here it it kind of straddles that a little bit of both and um and then i think later kind of after after we drop out here then they get kind of these steel guitar and whistling like okay this is for very much leaning more towards the countryside of things but her voice belting out seemingly unassisted and you know it sounds like it's in a big concert hall yeah there's credits for upright bass cello two violins and a separate credit for string arrangement so this was clearly thought out to to sound really big and have that kind of classic torch song feel yeah it's a little tough because you know i i I imagine hearing it live but it's also you know is she in a position where you know, touring, you can't really have a huge string section just for this one song. But that even needs if it. it was synth strings and her voice, it yeah. would be really powerful to see live. Yeah, she has not toured much yet. She has apparently never played in San Francisco oh. so far. I was looking Is at that kind of. true? I'm looking at past concerts, at least over the past several years. She, we did miss her at South by Southwest, and I think like uh, a few years ago, I think. Yeah, she may well. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she played there when she was first getting established i think she did a pre-pandemic ep maybe mm-hmm. uh and you know coming out of the entire huxley debacle yeah uh and it's you know but has not toured much yet not currently on tour but yeah this is you know a voice like this you really can't wait to experience yeah i believe she lives in topanga canyon so her dates are like la and new york yeah coming up but, uh, yeah, but this, maybe she will come to San Francisco yeah. eventually. No, it's a, a, a with this as a calling card, I, it's remarkable what she's able to do in less than half an hour and just a stunning debut. Yeah. So the last song we'll play is described as a bonus track. It's not on the Spotify list, but if you download the album from her Bandcamp page or presumably buy it on CD or vinyl, it's there. It's called Talking To Ya, and it's just a little simple ending, which I think is a great end to this album. So we'll go out with that. Again, we've been discussing the debut album from Lou Roy called Pure Chaos, and you've been listening to For The Record. Thanks so much for listening. My dog chasing after a butterfly. He says to me, Why can't you crack a smile? You 
member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.